It is Wednesday, the 7th day of June, 2023, and boy, howdy. It's been a handful of interesting shit. I almost said things uh, that have come about in the last few days. But I think one of the things that really stood out to me is that on Tuesday, it felt like uh, 2019 in the grand old city of Boston. It was an outright fucking zoo. There were people everywhere. And it brought me back to the olden days, you know, pre, pre-podcast pre time. When I was uh, getting up every day at, you know, 5.15 to travel into an office. Immediately as I thought of that, I realized... It, it, it's all a big uh, facade, and that office space is currently the most useless thing a business could possibly own. These days, and, and honestly, probably back then too. You know, technology was rampant. I worked for a technology company for fuck's sake. Like I have to go in twice a week now, and it's a goddamn chore. Like how the fuck did I do that every day? Insanity, I tell you. Lots of companies now are asking folks to to do that shit again. And I honestly don't think that I could. I really don't think I could. I am far more productive to this, this company outside of the office than in. My natural charm and wit puts everyone in a frenzy and nothing can get accomplished when I'm there. Yeah, I'm sure that's entirely believable. It was just weird. Uh, something that just sort of popped into my brain. And I had to add the note to the old Google Note pad. Whatever. Uh, This week I'm talking about a variety of things. The Little Mermaid, Doors, Old Lady Perfume, Farts, Ted Lasso, Lionel Messi, and the PGA Tour. Or at least that's what I'm saying I'm going to talk about. Who knows how much energy I have to plow through this crap. But that is all right here, right now, on episode number 159 of Complaints and Observations. Still, a voyage into the mundane and an exercise in futility. Swimming in the absurd while drowning in unearned self-importance. Entirely unworthy of your time. It is the world's worst podcast. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. What is up? What's going on? Happy Wednesday to you. Um, coming at you from the world-famous Broadcast Palace. Which has uh, a problem. There's a conundrum afoot here at, here at the Palace. The old BP. It's funny to me and maybe a couple other people, but mostly me. Um, 
the setup in here is is a bit quirky, right? So there's like a double door at one end, and then there's just a, a regular, regular old door, except it's a, it's a small size, right? It's only seventy inches high, thirty inches wide. Thirty inches wide is fine. Seventy inches high, that's not normal door height. I think that I think normal door height's eighty two. Why it was built like that, I don't know. <clears throat> Uh, unfortunately, that's what it is. Now, there are a number of ways that this could be corrected, but as it stands, this door, it's wooden and it's rotting. So I'm trying to find someone who is far handier than I to come and fix this fucking thing. Now, there are probably a couple of different ways that this can be done. Um... You know, we, we could add on to the shed, which really would be stupid. And make like an exterior door. I don't know. Like that's full size or something. I, I, I'm literally talking out of my asshole at the moment. But I, I put in an inquiry to Angie's List. It's not called Angie's List anymore. It's just called Angie. And the service they provide, in theory, is, is good where... You know, you, you input your information for your project, and then it goes out. You're casting a much wider net, really, right? So I put in what the deal was. You know, I included, like, um, a photo of the exterior so that, you know, people could see what the fuck I was talking about. Because, as you know, if you listen to this show, you know that I can't really relay information in a proper fashion at all. So I got three companies, quote-unquote, three companies that reached out, okay? I called the first one, uh, local-ish company, never heard back. Okay, whatever. Second one, I got a call. I got a call from this dude, ah, Christ, I don't know, maybe an hour after that thing got submitted. So I was like, all right, this guy seems to be on his, uh, his game. Perhaps. Little did I know, that's not the case. We agreed that he would come by the house on a Wednesday at uh, 1 p.m. Well, that Wednesday at 1 p.m. came and went. And this gentleman was nowhere to be fucking found. Didn't hear a word from this guy until the following Wednesday... I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What? I also got um, connected with New Pro. Now, if you are in the New England area uh, and you've ever listened to uh, the radio or watched local television, you, you're probably familiar with New Pro. New Pro is one of these, you know, uh, big window door and siding companies and. You know, so the girl reaches out to me, and I'm like, look, I don't really think this is a job for New Pro. I'm really just looking to replace one door, and that's it. Well, she was adamant that New Pro was the perfect contractor for the job. I'm like, all right, listen, I'll play along. That's fine. Set up a time for the salesperson to come. A Saturday morning. 
I had to work that particular Saturday. So, no big deal. I'm up. I'm at them. And at them. Ready to go. Nine o'clock rolls around and he's not there. So I'm like, fucking hell. Uh, if you're a regular listener of the program, you know how much I loathe tardiness. It drives me bonkers. Whatever. This fucking guy's uh, not, not like terribly late, but a few minutes late. Enough that it annoyed me, as most things do. But the guy pulls up in a fucking Mercedes Benz. Not 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 like a ratty um <laughs> what am I trying to think of? Not like a ratty Middle Eastern cab uh Mercedes Benz. <laughs> this thing's a, a, a shiny, relatively new Mercedes. And and look, I'm not a car guy. I don't know how much these fucking things cost. But I do know that cars today are fucking stupid expensive. And so this guy, who's going to come in and tell me about a door that needs to be replaced on my fucking shed, is driving around in a Mercedes. So I knew right then and there, all right, this is this probably isn't going to work. Guy comes out, goes through spiel, he's talking about the material, the warranty, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And we settled on, so what's now, there's, there's uh, nine window panes, nine, you know, windows in the... It's like a tic-tac-toe board, basically. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. And he shows me, like, some doors, and then, you know, the doors that he was showing me, you know, had one window at the top. Uh, they're, like, exterior front doors. And it's like, buddy, it's a, it's a shed, man. I don't, I don't really need that. We settled on a slab door. <laughs> like, literally... A slab steel door that could be custom cut and fitted um, in, in, in place. So he goes through the spiel again. All right, this includes uh, the warranty. This includes the, the, the mildew, mold, and, and, and rot check, which, quite frankly, would be useful. But whatever. $6,300. Oh, okay. He's like, well, you know, in uh, you know, for today we're running a special, so we're gonna give you, we're gonna you know, cut the price down, uh, fifty eight something. Do you have anybody? Uh, are you a first responder, teacher, nurse? Uh, <laughs> like this dude rattled off a ton of shit that not just myself or my wife could have been, but anybody that we were ever connected with. Senior citizen was a good one. I'm like, oh, my mother-in-law lives here. She's a senior citizen. Oh, good, great. I'm like, oh, my, my brother was in the military. Uh, her two brothers are in the military. Oh, terrific. So he knocked it all the way down. $4,100. Now listen, we're talking a slab steel door. $4,100. $4,100. I was literally... I was trying not to uh, audibly guffaw. Because it would have been... It's bad form. But good fucking grief. I could not believe my ears. 40 Actually, $4,300 is what it was. For a door. Folks, listen to me. A door on a shed... 
Granted, it's a little bit more than a shed, okay? But $4,300? What? what? Trench, like, redoing the electrical work when I lost power in here. Uh, trenching it all out. Doing, you know, new wiring and all kinds of other fucking shit. All that stuff was way less than a fucking door through New Pro. I am baffled. Just baffled. That story went on way too fucking long, didn't it? Just to get to the fucking point, which is that New Pro wanted to fucking charge me $4,300 for a fucking door, man. Not a doorman, a door, comma, man. The point of the story, if you or someone you know is in the door industry and can somehow come, you know, less than that, (laughs) boy, do I have a job for you. Fucking hell, man. $4,300. Wow. Um, Alright, so I finally caught up on Ted Lasso. And I don't want to say, like, disappointed is not the word. I wasn't disappointed. Like, I kind of figured that's how the last three episodes were going to go, Right? The guy who is the creator of the show, he also created Scrubs, and if if, if you if you watch Scrubs, you know how it ended, and it, you know it's very similar, happy, fluffy bullshit. I just hoped that this would be a tad different, in that you know something didn't go exactly the way it was supposed to go. And again, look. I need to preface all of this bullshit complaining with the fact that this show was borderline perfect. It was a fantastic program. The content was good. The acting was good. The writing was even better. All the acting was amazing. Like, it's... It's a great show. I just kind of hoped that, that... the finale would would have left someone disappointed. Other than Rupert. Oh, and by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't... <laughs> I probably should have said that. <laughs> yes, because everybody listens to your show, Dave. <clears throat> everybody except for Rupert. I like the way that Rupert, like, really fucking fell from grace. That was great. Um... You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't particularly thrilled with, um, with like, you know, Trent Krim ends up being just like this fucking chummy dude the entire season. Like, I thought for sure he was going to turn on Colin somehow. I thought for sure. Nope, didn't happen. Um, they just ended up being buddies. And Colin, you know, used him as a, a uh, bit of a lifeline. So that was... It was actually nice. And that that's the other problem. The whole thing was just so nice. It was nice. I really... The, the thing that, that also kind of pissed me off was like... Oh, they've won 16 matches in a row. Get the fuck out of town, dude. Get out of town. That was a bit much. 
And it was very difficult for me, as a super knowledgeable football fan, to kind of, you know, suspend, uh, you know, sort of, I don't know what I'm trying to fucking say. (laughs) It wasn't real. Let's put it that way. Huh? Yeah, let's do it that way. But I mean, it all it it all tied up nicely. Like all the different things that you thought were were going to have. Except I really thought that um, that Nate Shelley was going to be the manager, not Roy Kent. Although I can kind of it underst- I understand that. Like the very last fucking half of the season, the, the second half of the game, when he reveals, you know, uh, lesson number four. Is believed. It's like, oh fuck! It's just everything is just. They wrote this thing in such a way that it all came back. It all came back. It was just so perfectly done. And again, I thought a little something was missing, but then when you kind of look at and you say, "All right, happy endings for everyone, except for Rupert," uh, then okay, fine. If that's what you're going for, and this is coming from a guy who watches dangerously uh, little scripted television, because I find most of it just not that exciting. Plus, you know, and I've said this before, when I want to be entertained, I don't want to be stressed out. There's nothing worse than being stressed out watching fucking TV. I don't get it. I don't need cliffhangers. I don't need drama. Make me laugh, clown. What the fuck? That's it. I'm mad that it's over. You know, I, you know, they, they left it as... If they wanted to... Look, if Apple was fucking smart, they'd come at Bill Lawrence with, with a Brinks truck and tell him to do a, a fucking entire... Just, the whole show, except without Ted... Because you could do that. Like, the team is thriving. They're in the fucking Champions League, for Christ's sakes. They're going to be rolling in cash. Like, imagine the characters they could bring in to play. Yet you still have three main characters um, coaching the club. But I, I don't know. That would take away from it. You couldn't have everybody but Ted back. That'd be weird. And I don't think, I really don't think you could have them go back, you know? Unless it, unless they did like a one-off movie thing and it really had very little to do with, with soccer. And he just went back and tried to, I don't know, do something. Maybe he got sassy pregnant and <laughs> didn't tell him. She didn't tell anybody. <laughs> See? That's the kind of shit that I thought, was hoping was going to happen. Like the pilot that, you know, that she banged, who was the boat guy that Rebecca uh, met when she fell off a fucking bridge. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he just shows up at the airport magically. Uh, It wasn't, I wasn't, I was really hoping for a different sort of meeting there, right? Sassy was woefully underused. Only being in a couple... I think she was only really in, what, two episodes? This se- this last season? 
And really, she was only in, you know, the finale for, you know, what, 20 minutes, if that? Underutilized character. And, and see, imagine, haha, see, I'm sussing this whole thing out now. Imagine what would have happened. Sassy and Ted, you know, are having relations throughout casual relations. Something slips. Sassy's pregnant. She's too old. Now there's drama. It's like, oh God, what do I do? Do I have this child? Do I get an abortion? What do I do? There's there's some more drama that I don't need. <laughs> She swears Rebecca to secrecy, like, don't tell Ted, you can't tell him. Nobody needs to know. Somehow, somebody finds out, like, years down the road. Like, let's say, like, let's say nine years on, Ted finds out that he is the father of Sassy's child. Has to go back. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be that great, but whatever. You see my point. There was room. There was so much room. And it's a credit to the guys that created the program. And the writers. Just so much room. Because when you have good writers, uh, you can make great product. But apparently, Hollywood doesn't fucking get it. So they had to go on strike. And good for them. Hold out. Don't fucking buckle. Don't buckle, because you're you're needed, desperately, badly needed. Good lord, these transitions are so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm still uh, recording this through Audacity. It still sounds like shit. Um, I don't want to go fucking groveling back to Spotify, but I may have to, because this just isn't, it isn't working. It's, uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that Spotify has made such an easy fucking platform for morons like myself to use. But here we are. Alright, so, uh, there's, there's some other stuff that I wanted to talk about, um, and, and quite frankly, I didn't want to spend, like, a shit ton of time on some of this stuff, just because I ranted like a douche last week, and, uh, I need to, I need to offer, uh, the, the first ever Complaints and Observations correction. That's right, I'm, I'm admitting my faults. <laughs> So I had talked about power last week. It was one of my gripes. Power. And uh, basically, I was I was off. I was talking about Diane Feinstein. Feinstein. And so what would happen? I was under the impression that um, that she could be replaced, and then picked, but but. Apparently, it's because of her um, uh, committee appointments that she's hanging around. 
and how the the, the current um, judicial committee is a five four democratic swing. So if she were to come off, it's now four four, and she wouldn't be replaced on said committee. So. Uh, shout out to a friend of the show, Jacques, who kindly sent me an Instagram message at 5.12 a.m. on a Saturday <laughs> to correct me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he included a lot of, of text. And then he, you know, we went on and, and chatted quite a, He told a fucking story about a friend of his that is quite simply... Flat out. I mean, I and I say this all the time, but this is, I mean, I may have to retire flat out bananas because this is beyond. And I'm really hoping that he gets that dude on his show because I need to hear that straight from the horse's mouth. So yeah, there is your first ever complaints and observations correction. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I was wrong. Um, you know what I was not wrong about as I put my phone down on the desk and it makes a loud noise into the microphone. So, sorry. Um, the, the Republican nominees for the uh, presidential election next year Boy, is that a cavalcade of stars, eh? Chris Christie is going to announce soon. Like, what the fuck are you doing, Chris Christie? Ugh. I wonder what the... What is the actual benefit of running for president, right? And then getting just horrifically trounced in the primaries. Like, what is the benefit? There's got to be something... I mean, I mean, for Chris Christie, it means he gets to be on Meet the Press more. Who knows? Stupid. But this fucking Ron DeSantis guy. I cannot, I cannot figure out um, what the attraction is here. Here's the thing with Donald Trump, okay? Donald Trump had... Charisma. Enough charisma to fool a lot of fucking people. Once upon a time, he was entertaining. And you could laugh at him. You know, or laugh with him, whatever. Um, it was only after you figured out who the fuck he really was, even though you probably should have known who the fuck he really was, did he become, you know, a, a bag of shit. This guy, though, what is the charismatic quality of Ron DeSantis that would make him a viable challenger? To Donald Trump. Now, I have said that I really think that, you know, the number of people that seem to like this fucking boob, if there's enough of them, it'll split the party right down the middle, which is exactly what the left wants. Because, quite frankly, I'm not sure if Joe Biden wins again, even though he's done a pretty decent job. I will, I'd be the first to, to complain. But, you know, this whole debt ceiling thing, this made-up debt ceiling nonsense, I mean, he fixed it. Even though he's fucking 
the, the one thing that, that really fucking fries my balls is that um, student loan um, waivers is completely the fuck off the table. Gone. See ya. Nope. You got to pay those back now. Ha 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 ha. But hey, guess what? We're not going to default on our loans with this made up shit. So maybe I take that back. Maybe you did fuck up. But whatever. Not the point of this particular rant. So I heard a clip from Ron DeSantis. And I will continue to call him Ron DeSantis. Even though for some fucking stupid reason, he now wants to be called Ron DeSantis. What? No, dude. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. So there was a clip of him like after a, a rally somewhere. Talking, and he was asked about, like, you know, maybe not in this many words, what makes you a good candidate for president? And he used the woke, the word woke 15 times in his response. You would think someone would say, sir, what does that mean? And as far as I know, and maybe I've missed it, but I don't think anybody's ever just asked him straight up, what, what does that word mean to you, sir? Explain that to me. Woke this, woke that, woke this, woke that. You don't even know what the fuck it means, dude. But it's you know it's a it's buzz now. That's what that's what his uh, that's what his base wants to hear. They don't give two flying fucks about actual policy. All they want to hear is how badly they're gonna own the libs. How they're going to make the lives of gay and trans people so much more fucking difficult than it already fucking is. It, it, it just kind of, it adds to the whole fucking uh, list of complaints where it's, what is what do what value is there to you and your constituency making those people's lives difficult? What do you get out of that? You literally get nothing. You have this, this, these grand conspiracies that they're grooming children because they're wearing rainbow t-shirts or they bought at a Target. Like, what? How? How? Explain to me that. And then, but, you know, you're willingly sending your kids to fucking Catholic school or to, like, a D.A.R.E. program or to... Uh, I don't know, some fucking community center or some shit? Where the rates of people that are fucking diddling kids is way higher than these random, like, drag shows or just trans people in general? And here's the thing, right? There are plenty of shitty trans people and shitty gay people, right? But they're probably not shitty because they're trans or gay. They're just shitty people. Those people can fuck off. I'm not telling people that are that are trans or gay to fuck off just because they're trans or gay. It serves zero fucking purpose. It has no bearing on my life whatsoever. Yet for some reason, this guy's entire fucking platform is is built around this shit. For what? Not everything that you don't like is woke. Not everything that you don't like 
is suddenly like uh, the greatest catastrophe ever befall, befallen. That's not, I'm not even using that word right. Uh, to ever, uh, you know, be rained down upon humans. Uh, it blew that whole fucking bit, didn't I? I just don't fucking get it, right? And we're just going to continue to deal with this shit over and 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 over again. For the next 18 months. And not getting anywhere. Not a fucking lick of policy. Tell me what you're going to do better. Tell me what you can do as a leader. That is better than the old coot that we have there now. That's the whole fucking point. But it doesn't it that it doesn't happen like that anymore. And and you know what else gets me too? And oh boy, I really didn't want to do this, but whatever. So yesterday, uh or Monday, I'm sorry, Monday. The Russians bombed a dam in in Ukraine. They bombed, they literally blew up a dam in Ukraine. And the water that was unleashed uh, is causing just a a horrific, an absolutely horrific catastrophe. Yet there are still going to be people in this country who seem to think that, you know, giving funds to to Ukraine is like this awful thing. Like We're trying to avert uh, a worldwide catastrophe. If we sat this thing out, there's no fucking telling what this fucking doofus was going to do. Now, do I think that we should be, you know, the head, uh, you know, the, the world police here? No. In most instances, no, we shouldn't. But this is fucking... like The number of Putin simps that you see all over fucking Twitter is just insane. Who knows how much of it is real because Twitter's a cesspool. But for fuck's sake, if you're going to plant your flag somewhere, you know, riding Putin's fucking cock is not going to be the, you know, the best way to do it. Pick another lane, pal. Honestly, like what, what, what's going on? Those people are fucking suffering badly. And, and what happened on Monday is just going to make it worse for a vast swath of that country. Bullshit. I hate it. Hate. I don't even want to stop and like play another... I don't even think I have any more, uh, <laughs> I don't even have any, uh, transition. So, ready? So, that, that's kind of, it ties in somewhat to this PGA Tour thing that happened today, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday or yesterday. I try to, look, it's a mirage, I'm trying to fool you into thinking that I'm recording this on Wednesday. So I don't know why I put up... I don't know why I do that. Anyways, this PGA Tour live golf thing... 
uh, has turned out differently than I had assumed it would. I thought for sure that uh, Liv would just not be able to keep up in terms of the, the amount of... Uh, not the money, because the money is not a problem. But just the amount of effort that it was going to take to keep it going when it didn't have any sort of staying power, despite their roster of quality golfers. And so back when this happened, I had a bit of a roundtable discussion with a handful of old pals who liked golf. And uh, one of the things that was brought up during that little roundtable was a friend of the show, Joe, said multiple times that Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA, was a piece of shit. Now, whether I'm fairly certain he called him a piece of shit at least once, maybe more than once, but that happened. And so sure enough, Joe was a thousand percent right. Jay Monahan, piece of shit. And you may or may not have seen by now, but the, the Dave Portnoy reel on Instagram where he's just ranting and raving about Jay Monahan, accurate. The thing that kills me, right? It's not even it's not even like the rampant hypocrisy. But, you know, the amount of money that the fucking Saudis have is just it is insane. It's insane. And they're throwing it around and they're they're doing it to try to rebuild their their brand, rebuild their image. And look, it's going to work. Or it's working. Because, I mean, the number of people that are just turning a blind eye to their past atrocities to make a buck is... is There's a lot of people. And look, here's the thing, right? I could be dead fucking wrong. I could be dead wrong. They they could be trying to account for their past sins. And they look, I hope that's what it is. But it just it just seems so unseemly that they're just trying to buy their way out of things and make it, you know, trying to really uh worm their way into the popular culture of uh a number of, of different, you know, Groups, uh, sports, or whatever. Like I saw Karim Benzema, who's played at Real Madrid for over a decade. Won the uh, the Ballon d'Or, which was uh, which is the prize for the greatest soccer player on earth. He has left Real Madrid and he's going to play for a Saudi team. His contract is for three years, $643 million. Think about that. Three years, $643 million. That breaks down to $4.12 million per week. Per week. If you've paid any attention to Saudi football this year, you saw what happened to Cristiano Ronaldo. Useless. 
And he's getting paid a fucking astronomical sum of money. These guys are going, you know, they're they're treating the Saudi League now as MLS, which is a retirement league, except they're making way more money. But man, it's just it's so um, it's so unbecoming, I guess is the right way to put it. At least that's what I would call it. I'd call it unbecoming. I could never fault someone. I really can't. I can't fault normal people. I will fault uh, Karim Benzema because he's already made uh, insane amounts of money. Like, this is now money that he doesn't need. That's how much money he had previously, right? He doesn't need this money. This is not a life or death situation for him where it's, uh, you know, we're either going to make this money or never make money ever again. Like, that's not a thing. He doesn't need it. He's taking it. I mean, it's... Uh, I guess you could call it just flat-out pure greed, but I don't know. I don't know what you call it. it. I just wonder what kind of... Go, what goes through the through the minds of people like that when you get to that sort of level of wealth, right? I just... I don't know. It's weird. But then that kind of turns to Lionel Messi. And now Lionel Messi has left uh, Paris Saint-Germain after two years of meh play. He was fine. The team was meh. So he has two options. He can go back to Barcelona or he can go to MLS. Now apparently the MLS thing is because he's going to be like a part owner somehow. He's going to get the David Beckham treatment. And Beckham was able to basically buy an expansion franchise for pennies on the dollar. So, I mean, that could be something that's attractive to to Lionel. But he's not going to be making $4.12 million a week. Now, could he very well make, let's say, I don't know, half a mil a week? Maybe. He's making way more than that now. But again, he is one of the five best players to ever play the game. Kareem Benzema is a good player. Is he Lionel Messi? No. He might not even be Cristiano Ronaldo, who is a distant second to Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi in Inter-Miami. I just don't know how that would work. I hope it I hope it happens. I would love to, I would love to see what happens to the sport if a still capable Lionel Messi comes and plays soccer in this country. I want to see what happens to the sport. I want it to fucking grow. I want it to go crazy. That's what I want. Will I get it? I don't know. I don't know. But fingers crossed, right? I may just try to buy a ticket somewhere. Because, of course, uh, the Revs are playing into miami this weekend. He's not showing up in the next two days, so there's no point to go to that game. 
whatever. Whatever. Soccer talk, man. And hey, listen. Most importantly, and I need you all to listen closely. Get a Q-tip, clean the fucking shit out your ears, and listen to me. Today, Wednesday, the 7th day of June, 2023, your West Ham United is going to win a European trophy. Think about that. I would give anything to be in Prague right now Hanging out with, like, just some outstanding individuals. The videos that I've seen thus far are just amazing. Amazing. And I want to be there so bad. But alas, I cannot. So, I will be watching at home all alone. But look, you know, it is what it is. What can you do? You have a job and, you know, it costs money to hop on a plane and go to Prague for soccer games. (laughs) Unless you are in Europe, in which case it costs nothing, pennies, to fly. But man, oh man, I I really, I am so, I'm hoping and praying that this happens. I'm hoping and praying that they win. I just want to see it. You know, it's it's funny. You watch this stuff over the course of the last decade plus, and, you know, I am not uh, a lifelong fan by any stretch of the imagination. And and I have become so enamored with this bunch uh, over the however many years. What did I say? Like, it's been about 10 or 12 years now. And I, I can't wait. Like, I just, I've been waiting for this. Yet there have been people that have been waiting since 1980. They haven't won a major trophy since 1980. That's, that's crazy. And they could win a major trophy. And look, let's be fair. To call it a major trophy is a little meh. It's, it's... The third tier European tournament, but a European tournament nonetheless. And if they win this, they automatically qualify for Europa League next season, which should help recruit players. We're going to lose our captain, but it is what it is. They're going to make a pretty penny when they uh, when they sell him. But um, I'm getting geeked up, like legitimately geeked for for this game so yeah if you hear a nah that was a bad joke <laughs> I'll keep that to myself anyways <laughs> that raucous applause means two things one I can't find the jazz drop that I used last week. And two, it is time for everybody's favorite part of the show, the end. And three gripes. Gripe number one, holding farts in a meeting. Listen. Listen. Had a meeting today. Small room. 
five people, and boy, I was on the struggle bus. It was physically um, difficult. To the point that by the end of this 20 plus minute meeting, I had pains in my stomach. (laughs) I immediately left the meeting, went to the bathroom, and I unleashed something unholy. Unholy. While farts are funny and kind of disgusting, right? Are we not, have we not progressed enough as a society to understand that it's a natural bodily function, huh? Hmm? And and why not? Why must I be ashamed? (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because it was fucking gross. (laughs) It was bad. I'm not even kidding when I tell you. Like Usually some of these things that I say are, are a bit embellished. No, this was legit. My stomach hurt from this fucking, from holding this shit in. I didn't have to poop. I just had to fart. But I had to fart like... Whew. To the point where I'm in the bathroom looking around. I'm like, what's going, what, what am I going to do? And I realized the bathroom that I was in, for some weird fucking reason, there is literally a glass bottle of something. An old lady perfume that is used as an air freshener. And it is legitimately perfume. Quite frankly, I can't believe it. But, you know, I I, I took a spritz. I spritzed in the air. And then immediately backed away. I didn't want to be attached to it at all. And I'm fairly certain I wasn't because it has to be a dead giveaway in the office. When you smell the old lady perfume, up oh, someone t- just took a shit. You could probably find out who it was. Yeah. It was gross. That's that's really all I need to say about that part. Right, number two. Air quality. Right now, the air quality in the uh, greater northeastern United States is fairly poor because of raging wildfires in Canada. And so, you have average Americans complaining about the, uh, the poor air quality and they suddenly care about raging Canadian wildfires. Like, oh, because it's inconveniencing them. Anyways, so you could visibly see it in the city. You could visibly see it uh, in New York City. There was a picture of Yankee Stadium I saw today. It looked like there was a storm brewing. Nope. Smoke. Not so much. I mean, it's not like smoke, per se. It is smoke, but it's not smoke. Is a term for, I don't know what it is, I am dumb. But I mean, I walked out of the office today, and you can, there is a bit of an an odor in the air, you can't really, I don't want to say you can smell it, but you know, okay fine, fuck it, you can kind of smell it. 
and you can see it. You can see it more than you smell it. And so everything that I, there's an alert on my phone saying that my, you know, that the air quality was at a, a 154, which means it's bad. I don't fucking know. But then, like, the number of people that are running. It's running on sidewalks that I don't understand. Like, what is, what's the appeal? Especially in Boston. I'll tell you what the appeal is. They just want to be seen running. That's it. And, you know, look, I'm happy to oblige with some of these girls that run by. I'm fine with that. Look, if that's what you want, I'm here for you. But apparently shitty air quality is not going to stop these people from getting their fucking cardio in. (coughs) Sorry about that. I tried to get away from the mic, but this air quality is awful. And I've been talking all day. So, there's that. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, it's just one of these things that you, you see and you think about it. And like, what the fuck are these people doing? Anyways, grave number three. The number, the, the sheer volume of people that are mad about this new Little Mermaid and how this girl is black. I think part of my problem is that I spend too much time on Twitter. I should probably get the fuck off it for my own sanity. But then it's like, where do I come up with content for this terrible show? There was somebody who, who you know, unleashed a, multi, a multi-post thread talking about how uh, Ariel was a hero of hers because she had red hair. And how she's not, she's not thrilled that Ariel no longer has red hair. How fucking entitled and selfish do you have to be to actually believe your own bullshit there? Like, we're talking about a goddamn fictional character, a goddamn cartoon. And they reboot this thing like they reboot fucking everything else. They changed the main character whose backstory is exactly the fucking same. But, oh, she looks different, so that's got to be bad. Whoop! let's protest it. Whoop! what do you mean a black aerial? We can't have that. No. Why? Legitimately answer the question. Tell me why this mermaid, which, again, add that to the list of shit that isn't real... Tell me why that she can't be black. Tell me. Because she because she was white in the in the cartoon. It's such a stupid fucking thing to be worried about. Like look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I concerned about the color of this fictional character's skin? Please fucking give it a rest. Your whole fucking existence does not need to be mad at something. And then when that's resolved, you move on to the next thing. Man, oh man, just the fucking sheer ignorance and and just, just awfulness of the whole thing. What the actual fuck? 
if the Little Mermaid came up and, and started, like, I don't know, what, but you can't even come up with a scenario that would make everybody collectively angry, right? You can't say, oh, she comes out of the water doing fucking, uh, you know, praising Hitler. Well, that would probably earn her uh, a fucking Oscar nomination with some of the fucking dummies in this country. But let's let's use that because that's common sense. If they made a fucking Nazi Little Mermaid, okay, then then you could say, hey, that's you're treating the character wrong. Fine. Anything else, anything beyond that, or before that, I should say, is fair game and it's fine. It's not going to affect you one iota. I promise you, you will make it through life. Intact. If the Little Mermaid is black. In fact, if she's any ethnicity at all, you'll be fine. But nope, we gotta fucking sit through this shit. We gotta listen to this crap all the time. We gotta read about this crap all the time. Because we let these fucking people get away with it. And so now, the rest of us need to fucking suffer because of it. It's pathetic. Enough. Like, just fucking stick your head in the sand if it bothers you that much. Shut the world out. Go live in the fucking woods and what's left of it. There's no need. But there is a need to end the program. I've been talking for way too long. And I managed to get through, I think, all of the topics I was going to say. Huh? Look at that. It's a record. Um, I have a, I have a Twitter page at ComplaintsPod. I have an Instagram page, Instagram page also at ComplaintsPod. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that I do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a post, Mastodon, and probably something else that I don't really use. Uh, I do have a uh, complaint line, 617-657-4736. Feel free to call in. Uh, I promise you, moving forward, I'm going to get back into calls. All the calls that uh, are sitting in my uh, inbox at the moment, we'll, we'll figure something else to do with those. I don't know. But uh, call in with freshies. Call in with some fresh complaints. Uh, all the P1 complainers have vanished, so I need some new P1 complainers. Uh, so if there's something on your mind, or something you want to share, please call in. Just don't make stupid jokes, stupid impressions, which probably means probably means now I'm going to get a bunch of those. We shall see. Um, yeah. All right. Anyways. As always, uh, I beg of you, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.